When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good Friday evening, afternoon, morning. Joe Beningo, the Yoda Payne Podcast. It is Friday. It is September 23rd. It is 2022 in the Joe Beningo Yoda Payne Podcast. Of course, brought to you by our good friends at DraftKings, by the Hackensack Brewing Company, and by Anita Discount Tire. All right, we get ready for week three. We actually started week three already in the NFL. Last night, the Cleveland Browns with a... Big bounce-back victory, beating their arch-rival Pittsburgh Steelers in Cleveland, 29-17. Browns bouncing back from that disastrous loss last week at the hands of uh, my New York Jets. So, uh, good job by the Browns, bouncing back, beating Pittsburgh. The Browns go to 2-1 and one on the season. Pittsburgh drops to one up and two down, and the Jets will be playing the Steelers uh, a week from Sunday in Pittsburgh. And we'll start... <clears throat> with my football team <clears throat> as I clear my throat. You know, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this right now, and I've said it before. I don't care who the quarterback of my team is. All I want to do is win. That's all that matters to me. I don't care if it's Zach Wilson, if it's Joe Flacco, if it's Mike White. It doesn't matter who the quarterback of the Jets is. I want to win football games, and I want to have a winning season. And if you tell me, that the Jets are going to win 10 games, let's say. I mean, call me crazy. If you're going to tell me the Jets could win 10 games this year and Joe Flacco's the quarterback, where do I sign? You know, I'll worry about Zach Wilson down the road. And I understand the clock is ticking on Zach and, you know, the four-year window now with the uh, rookie quarterback uh, contracts and all of that kind of thing. But I want to win games. And I don't know if I speak for most of the Jet fans when I say that, but I know I speak for a lot of them. And Flacco had a tremendous game last week. And let's be honest, in the two games, Flacco's played well. I mean, when Flacco has had time to throw, he has played very, very well. In the loss to the Ravens in week one, he got beat up pretty good in that game. Still, he only threw the one interception, which really was more the fault of the receiver, Cager, who fell down on the route. He did throw that one touchdown pass to Conklin. Granted, the game was over. But how many drops, how many drop passes have we seen Flacco, you know, have so far in the first couple weeks of the season? Even Garrett Wilson, as great a game as he had last week for the Jets, had that huge drop on third down, which looked like it was going to be a killer. And you go back to week one. I mean, how many drops did you see? Corey Davis had a drop. Elijah Moore had a drop. Michael Carter had a, a, a sure touchdown that he dropped as he was walking into the end zone untouched. So Flacco's played pretty well. He's got five touchdown passes. He threw the four last week, didn't have any picks. He did have the one turnover uh, when Jadavian Clowney went right by the rookie uh, Matt Mitchell and uh, strip sack that uh, Clowney recovered as well. But outside of that, that's it. So Flacco's played well. He's thrown five touchdowns to the one interception so far in the two games. The Jets are one and one. And as far as I'm concerned, Flacco continues to play 
until further notice, until he shows that he can't be the starting quarterback anymore. And if that means that Zach Wilson has to sit longer, even when he's ready to play, well, that's what it means. And we'll see what happens this week as the Jets entertain the Cincinnati Bengals, who are off to a brutal start. Last last year's AFC champions, they're 0-2, and have had two just horrific losses. That loss in overtime in week one to the Steelers, where they looked like they had the game won, and then McFadden had that extra point blocked and also missed a field goal in overtime that would have won the game on a bad snap by the long snapper. And then last week, losing on the last play of the game to the Cowboys. They were down 17-9 to in that game, came back to tie it, and then Dallas won it on the last play of the game on a long field goal, 20-17. to So the Bengals are off to an 0-2 start. And look, I'll tell you, look, they still have a lot of weapons. Obviously, Burrow is very good, Jamar Chase, Tay Higgins, uh, Joe Mixon. I mean, they got a lot of weapons on offense, but the problem has been so far for Cincinnati, they have not been able to protect Burrow. And so far, the Jet pass rush has not been very good. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, for the most part, last week in the win over Cleveland, did whatever he wanted to do. And even on that last drive after the Jets had taken the lead with 22 seconds to go, Brissett had that one run for about 20 yards uh, to uh, get the Browns almost at midfield with a shot to get in field goal range. And, of course, the next play through that pick to Ashton Davis, and the game was over. So... That's been the Achilles heel so far of the Cincinnati Bengals, their inability to protect their franchise quarterback, Joe Burrow. So the Jets need to exploit that, and we'll see how it plays out. But look, Cincinnati's a desperate team. Like I said, they're 0-2. And remember also last year on their way to the Super Bowl, Cincinnati wound up losing that uh, the game we'll never forget, the Mike White game uh, at the Meadowlands to the Jets. So they're looking for a little revenge as well. But I, <clears throat> I feel pretty good about my team right now. I really do. I, feel, I do. One thing we've seen, and I'll go back to it, if the Jets can protect Flacco, he has gotten the job done. This team has weapons now. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, the two kids out of the backfield, Michael Carter and Brees Hall. They got some weapons. The tight end, Conklin, even though he likes to fumble every week. <laughs> you know, maybe we'll see Uzama play this week uh, going up against his old team. We haven't seen much of him so far. Maybe this is his breakout week as he goes up, like I said, against the team he played for last year, the Bengals. So I I give the Jets a real shot. Now, the defense has to play better. The defense stunk last week. I mean, let's be honest. Defense was terrible. Cleveland had receivers open all over the place in this game. That one touchdown, Amari Cooper had a big game. That one touchdown, Amari Cooper had, where he pretty much undressed Sauce Gardner. You know, and I like what we've seen so far from Gardner, but he's going to have his hands full this this week because he's going up against one of the top receivers in football in Jamar Chase. So the offense, I, I feel good about the Jet offense right now. I don't feel so good about the Jet defense. And the special teams bounced back last week, had a big week. Braden Mann, not only did he uh, execute beautifully that onside kick, which really set up the game-winning touchdown, but also he threw that pass uh, to uh, Jeff Smith on a fake punt to get a first down. So, And and we also saw Zerline bounce back as he kicked that 57-yard field goal after he missed one in week one and also missed an extra point. So my big concern right now, the Jet defense. They need to play better. They need to start getting some pressure on Burrow, and they need to exploit the weak Cincinnati offensive line. And me, to me, those are the keys to this football game. And on the other side of it, on the other side, it's all about them protecting Flacco. So really the keys 
to the Jets winning this week is both the lines, the line of scrimmage, period. The defensive line getting to Burrow and the offensive line protecting Flacco. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, We'll see. But I feel pretty good about this game. I did not uh, pick the Jets or anything in this game. I stayed away from the Jets in my picks. But I feel pretty good if they can do those two things, they can win this football game. Now, as far as the Giants are concerned, we'll talk more about the Giants Monday because they play Monday night. They got a huge division game against the Dallas Cowboys. The Giants are 2-0 coming off the win. Not pretty, an ugly win, but a win nevertheless last week at home against Carolina. Dallas, after losing the uh, their season opener and not looking very good, my AI doing it, uh, they uh, to Tampa Bay, they bounced back with Cooper Rush, at quarterback, last week. And as we mentioned, beat the Bengals that field goal at the uh, gun to win it 20-17. to 17. So big game. We'll get into that. And actually, the Giant-Cowboy game is one of my picks coming up uh, this week on my Friday NFL picks. So, but we'll get more into the Giant game on Monday as uh, they will play Monday night football at home against Dallas. And expect a lot of Cowboy fans in MetLife for that. You know that. You know how many Cowboy fans there are in the New York metropolitan area. All right. Joe Beningo, the O the Pain podcast, Friday, September 23rd, a couple days away from my birthday. Uh, you want to send presents, please do whatever you want. Uh, I'll be, I'll, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll be 69. So I'm one year away from that big number, you know, that number when you know you're old. I mean, there's not, when you hit that seven zero, there is no escaping. I am old. Okay. You may not look old. You may still have a lot of juice, which I think I do, but you're old. There's no way escaping it. So I'll be 69. I'm going to enjoy my final year before I officially become a old man. <laughs> so my birthday Monday, I'll be 69. If anybody cares, nobody really does. All right. Let's get my wife says stuff. Let's get to, well, you might care. Outside of you, not many. All right, now, let's get to our picks for week three in the NFL. I had another losing week last week. I was two and three so far on the season. I'm three and seven, one up and four down the first week. Remember one thing, though. For people who are ready to trash Meningo and say, ah, you know, this guy, his picks, he stinks every year. Remember last year, there was a point where I was 15 games under 500 and then came all the way back, got red hot, and wound up finishing 48 and 42 on the season. So let me just throw that out there to everybody. Okay. There is, I did bounce back and have a winning year. So don't count me out yet. I'm only four games under 500 as I prepare to take another sip of the wonderful, wonderful Maxwell House Good to the Last Drop coffee as I hit the microphone. Here we go. That's damn good coffee. All right. Here we go. Key the music. Week three in the National Football League. Here we go. All right. I'm starting out. I'm taking the Ravens laying three on the road in New England. First of all, the Ravens come. The Ravens have to be snarling after blowing that game last week. You know, we saw a lot of teams have brutal losses last week. The Ravens, the Browns, the Raiders. And the Ravens had as brutal a loss as anybody. They had a 28-7 lead uh, over Miami in the first half. They had a 35-14 lead over Miami in the fourth quarter. 
and wound up blowing the game 42-38 to the Dolphins. Lamar Jackson had a monster game. He had over 300 yards passing, over 100 yards rushing. Uh, I like the Ravens to bounce back in a big way here. Uh, And I just don't think the Patriots are any good. I mean, let's be honest. I know they won last week in Pittsburgh, but that could be said, the same could be said about the Steelers. You know, we saw them lose last night to Cleveland. How good is Pittsburgh? I don't think they're any good. And I don't think the I don't think the Pats are any good either. I understand that Belichick is still there. I get it. I get it. Uh, you know, they also have Joe Judge and Matt Patricia calling plays for them, which are, you know, two failed head coaches. But whatever. I just think the Ravens are a far better team. Uh, I think they're gonna beat up the Pats here. I really do. And and I don't think three is a big number to lay on the road. And remember this the Ravens traditionally have played well in Foxborough. They won two game, two playoff games in Foxborough. Remember, they won the AFC Championship game uh, back in the uh, uh, 2010 season when they won, or 2012 season, excuse me, when they won the Super Bowl and, and beat the Niners in that Super Bowl when Joe Flacco, of course, was the MVP. Uh, they beat them that year in the AFC title game. Probably should have beat them the year before as well. Remember that field goal at the end, uh, Lee Evans dropping that pass in the end zone. And Baltimore probably should have won that game, too. And remember, back in 2009, in that playoff year, remember, in the first round of the playoffs in Foxborough, the Ravens went in and kicked the Patriots' ass in that game. Remember Ray Rice having that long touchdown run on the first play of the game. So John Harbaugh and the Ravens have had success over the years against Belichick and the Patriots in New England, and I think they're going to do it again. Give me the Ravens laying three in Foxborough against the Patriots. That's game one. Game two, this team's been good to me so far, so that's why I'm taking them. Do I feel totally great about this game? No, but I'm taking the Lions getting six in Minnesota against the Vikings. Obviously a divisional game. Minnesota looked terrible last last Monday night and losing 24-7 to the Eagles in Philadelphia. Uh, The Lions look great. I mean, look, the Lions, week one, they lost to the Eagles, but remember, came back and almost pulled that game out, wound up losing at 38-35. Last week looked real good in beating the Washington football team at home. Uh, the WFT came back to make it close at the end. I think it was 35-26, whatever the final score was. But the Lions looked good. Jared Goff had a solid game. A divisional game. I know the Lions you know, beat the Vikings last year. Remember that crazy last play of the game to beat Minnesota. But I, And I know it's a tough place to play in Minnesota, in the Dome, and all of that. But I'm taking the Lions getting six. I just have a feeling about this team. You know, Dan Campbell has them playing well. I think it's going to be a close divisional game. And I don't know how good the Vikings are. Remember, Kirk Cousins is still a quarterback. I don't have a lot of confidence in him. I really don't. And I know they got a lot of firepower, Delvin Cook, and, uh, you know, Jefferson at wide receiver, Thielen, all that. But I'm taking the Lions. They've been good to me so far. I'm 3-7 and seven on the year, and the Lions have gotten me two of the wins. So... I'm taking Detroit. I don't know if they're going to win the game. I'm at least banking they're going to cover getting the six points. So give me the Lions plus six in Minnesota against the Vikings. That's game two. Game three, I'm going back to another team that had a brutal loss last Sunday, and that's the Raiders, a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in Tennessee against the Titans. Look, Vegas lost that very tough opener to the Chargers in L.A., and then last week, I mean – you could make a case for all the teams. I mentioned the Ravens, the Browns. Maybe the worst loss of anybody was the Raiders last week at home against the Cardinals. 
The Cardinals scored a tying touchdown on the last play of regulation. They get the two-point conversion. Kyler Murray with a ridiculous uh, pass to A.J. Green in the back of the end zone to get the two-point conversion. And then the Raiders lose the game in overtime as they're driving for what would have been the game-winning field goal after they had stopped the Cardinals on their initial possession in OT. And then Hunter Renfro fumbles, and it's picked up and returned for a a touchdown, 70-something yards for a touchdown by the Cardinals, and they win the game in a crazy walk-off fashion. Uh, what was it, 29-23, the final score of that game. So nobody had a, lo- a worse loss than the Raiders did. I love them this week. I don't think the Raiders are getting off to an 0-3 start. I think they're too good, and I don't think the Titans are any good. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, how good – you know, I, we've seen – I've seen the Titans, both games they played this year, the loss to the Giants in, in opening day in, in uh, Nashville, and then last week on Monday night, they got absolutely pasted by the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Now, I understand Buffalo – Buffalo looks like they're the best team in football by a wide margin. But they just wasted Tennessee last week, beat them 41-7. And I don't know how good they are. I think Tennessee's a big fraud team. Now, Tennessee's lucky that they play in the absolute worst division in the NFL, the AFC South, where you could finish, you know, 8-9 and maybe and win the division when all is said and done. So, you know, by no means, even if they're 0-3, am I counting them out? But I don't know how good they are. They don't look good. I mean, Tannehill to me is never, I've never been a fan of Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry looks, he doesn't look like the same running back anymore. That burst, you know, I've seen both games he played. He's played this year. I don't see the burst from Derrick Henry. And there's really no offensive players outside of Henry that's scary on that team. Their defense is not, certainly didn't look good in getting blown out by the uh, Josh Allen and the Bills last week. I love the Raiders here on the road. I really do. Give me, give me Vegas, Josh McDaniel and company, Derek Carr. Lay in the two and a half in Tennessee against the Titans. That's game three. Game four, I'm taking the Bucs, laying a point at home against the Packers. And I know the Bucs haven't looked great. I know they're 2-0. I know they haven't looked great. I understand uh, that uh, Mike Evans is not playing this week. He got suspended last week in the win over New Orleans. Uh, that crazy brawl they had, whatever was going on with him and Marcus and Marshawn Lattimore, whatever was going on there. Uh, I know Brady hasn't hasn't gotten off to a great start. He threw the tablet down last week. Maybe he had just gotten a message from his wife. And maybe that's why. I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, there's some trouble in paradise with Tom and Giselle. Oh, we we're all, you know, let me stop the tears. But but nevertheless, they are 2-0. Their defense has played well. A little concerned about, Ev- uh, about the Evans being out of this game. But I don't love the Packers. You know, they beat the Bears last week. They always beat the Bears. Am I supposed to get excited about that? Because they beat the Bears? I mean, come on. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what Aaron Rodgers' record against the uh, uh, Bears is in his career, but it's it's pretty good. So I, I don't put a lot of stock in that. I think they missed Devontae Adams. I, I, I don't know. I think the Packers are a little overrated. I really do. So, I, like I said, I'm going with the Bucks here. Uh, to go to 3-0. and Look for Brady to have a bounce-back game. Like I said, he hasn't played great yet. I think he's going to have a big game here. And remember, you go back two years to when the, the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Remember the NFC Championship game in Green Bay when they completely shut the Packers' offense down. Remember that. So this game is in Tampa. I like the Bucks. You only have to lay a point. Give me Tampa laying one over the Packers in Tampa to go to uh, 3-0. and Give me the Bucks 
laying that one point against Green Bay. And then finally, I said I was going to play this game. I'm going to the Monday night game. I love the Cowboys against the Giants. I really do. The Giants are a one-point favorite at home. Uh, I, I, a couple things at work here. First of all, I cannot see. And I'm not saying the Giants can't go on and maybe win this division this year because I don't think the NFC East is great. I don't know how good Philly is. I know Philly's 2-0, but I'm not completely sold on them yet by any means. And I just don't see the Giants getting off to a 3-0 start. I, I just can't see it. And you know that Monday night, the Meadowlands is going to be filled with Cowboy fans. They're going to be all over the freaking place. And I understand that Dak Prescott's not playing. But you know what? Cooper Rush looked pretty good last week uh, in the win over Cincinnati. And how about this? You know, Rush has started two games uh, in the last two years for Dallas. They've won both of them. So I think they're going to win this game too. I I really do. Uh, The giant offense leaves a lot to be desired. They're having all kinds of problems. Kenny Galladay can't even get on the field. What a waste of money that was. But how bad, when you look back, at the tenure of Dave Gettleman, how bad has it been? I mean, how bad was it? I mean, oh, my God. Now, I don't love the giant offense. It uh, looks like Barkley's back to being Barkley again. He had that monster game against Tennessee two weeks ago. Not so much last week where he rushed for about 72 yards, kind of a pedestrian number, you know. But the Giants won this game last week against the uh, Panthers because of their defense, which has looked really good. And the kicker, Graham Gano, who kicked four field goals, and he's one of the best in football. So the Giants play ugly. They got to win ugly. I don't think they're winning ugly this week. I like the Cowboys. I really do. Uh, to me, it's all about the Giant defense. If they can shut down the Cowboys and look, you know, shut down, shut down C.D. Lamb, shut down Zeke Elliott. Uh, we'll see what Cooper Rush does in this football game. Keep in mind, though, here's something to think about. You don't love the Giant offense. You still you don't love Daniel Jones. Okay. Remember, Micah Parsons. What a game he had last week against Burrow and Cincinnati. Right now, Micah Parsons, the linebacker for the Cowboys, might be the best defensive player in all of football. So give me Dallas uh, getting a point on Monday night against the Giants in a huge uh, NFC East battle. Okay, so we'll recap the Beningo picks for week three in the NFL. Give me the Ravens laying three in Foxborough against the Patriots. Give me the Lions getting six in Minnesota against the Vikings. Give me the Raiders laying two and a half on the road in Tennessee. Give me the Bucks laying a point at home against the Packers. And give me the Cowboys getting a point at MetLife on the road in East Rutherford against the Giants. The Joe Beningo pro football picks for week three in the National Football League. Okay, let's get our sponsors in here. We'll start out, of course, uh, with the Hackensack Brewing Company. As always, we want to thank them and Mike Jones and everybody over there, TJ, Andre, Herb, everybody, for all the great work we've done there over the years, over the last year. It's only been a year. And we're going to have another live podcast coming up. Uh, Jones and I got to figure out when, sometime in October, sometime during the baseball playoffs on a Friday night. So we'll let you know. We'll give you the word on that. Hopefully by Monday we'll have all that locked down. And you know the deal on the Hackensack Brewing Company. 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack's beautiful Fairmont neighborhood. The tap room's open from 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 on Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. Uh, the lovely woman who's still alive with her tombstone there that says, I'm dead, what, and now what? Gotta love it. <laughs> and don't forget, too, 
the older pain beer. Apparently, the older pain beer was a big hit. So you can get the uh, new batch of older pain beer coming up at the brewing company, uh, you know, this week. Also, you can buy the older pain t-shirts as well. The older pain beer t-shirts. They were a big seller a couple of weeks ago when we had our latest um, live podcast at the brewing company. So check it out. Tell them Beningo sent you the Hackensack Brewing Company, Mike Jones and everybody. God bless all of them. 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. Of course, Anita Discount Tire in beautiful Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. Go see Ari, who runs the show. My son, Johnny, who actually is in Texas right now uh, for a work situation. He's down in San Antonio. So we, uh, we hope he enjoys it down here. I wouldn't mind being down in San Antonio. But with that said... Uh, Go see Ari, go see Johnny, anything with your car, your tires, whatever you need, they will take care of you. So uh, Anita, Discount Tire, go check them out. Uh, Tell them again that I sent you. And, of course, our friends at DraftKings, we want to welcome them back. You want to bet the NFL this weekend as we get into week three, the college games, the NFL games, whatever you want to bet. You want to bet whether the sun's going to come up or not today, whatever the deal may be. DraftKings is the place to go. Check out DraftKings, and we uh, appreciate them being back in the fold for another year. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Uh, a couple of notes on the baseball. Yankees won last night in walk-off fashion against the Red Sox and clinched a playoff spot. Aaron Judge did not hit home run number 61. Just missed it in the ninth inning, hit a, a, a deep fly ball to the center field wall. Everybody was getting excited, but Kiki Hernandez caught it right in front of the wall. So uh, Judge holding firm at 60 home runs in his chase of Roger Maris and the American League home run record. Again, now there's people out there that still believe 61 is the record in baseball for home runs. I'm not one of them. The record is 73 by Barry Bonds. I'm sorry. That's the number. And I know the people get all delirious about the steroids and he was cheating and he was this and he was that. The all-time home run leader in the history of baseball is Barry Bonds. The all-time home run leader for a single season in baseball is Barry Bonds. So we'll see what happens. Judge will break the record at some point, the American League record held by Roger Maris. I think it's interesting, too, that Roger Maris, by the way, who should be in the Hall of Fame, and we'll get into that again maybe at another time. You know, Roger Maris should be in, in the freaking Hall of Fame. I don't want to hear his numbers weren't that good. I, I want to say this about Maris again while we're talking because Maris is in the forefront because of Judge now, okay? Roger Maris, back-to-back MVPs for the Yankees in 1960 and 1961. He has that 61 home run year, which was unbelievable. The pressure on him was ridiculous. The fact that the commissioner even put an asterisk to it because Babe Ruth had hit, the, hit his 60 in 154 games, whereas Maris did it in 161 and actually did it on the last game of the year against the Red Sox, which, of course, uh, Judge is playing now. He's got three more games this weekend against Boston. Remember, Maris did it on the October 2nd, 1961, against Tracy Stallard of the Red Sox, who eventually pitched for the Mets as well. So, But that 61 home run year by Roger, uh, he was one of the great defensive right fielders. He had a tremendous arm, great right fielder, and he was a winner. Maris played on seven pennant-winning teams. Five with the Yankees, five in a row from 1960 to 1964. Won three world championships, two with the Yankees, 61 and 62. And then uh, in 1967, as a member of the St. Louis Cardinals, 
And, of course, the Cardinals won the pennant again in 1968, although they lost to the Tigers. So Maris on seven pennant-winning teams, three world champions. This guy should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't care what the overall numbers were. I don't care that his lifetime batting average was 260 or whatever and that he only hit about 270 career home runs. The bottom line is Maris should be in. But expect Judge to break the record sometime this weekend against the Red Sox. And as I said, the Yankees, who are going to win their division and get that first round by in the American League playoffs, officially clinch a playoff spot last night with that walk-off win against the Red Sox. As far as the Mets, the Mets are in Oakland this weekend. It's ridiculous. They got to go to Oakland to play the A's, you know, with a week and a half to go in the regular season. It's absurd. But the Mets go to Oakland. They start a three-game series against the A's uh, tonight. And they got all the big pitchers pitching in this series. Bassett pitches tonight. DeGrom tomorrow. Scherzer on, uh, on Sunday. And it's all lined up. Buck Showalter has it all lined up for the series coming up next week in Atlanta against the Braves in Atlanta. As I just said, in Atlanta against the Braves. Said it again. Um, uh, which is probably going to determine the NL East champion. The Mets had a good night last night, even though they didn't play because the Braves lost to the Phillies. One nothing in Philadelphia. So the Mets, as they go into the game tonight in Oakland, a game and a half lead over the uh, Braves in the National League East, a one-game lead in the loss column. So we thank the Phillies, and let's hope the Phillies do some more damage this weekend uh, against the Atlanta Braves. We'll see how it all plays out. But again, and I'll say this again, and I've been saying it all along, if the Mets are going to the World Series, and to me, anything short of a parade in the Canyon of Heroes this year is not going to be good enough. If the Mets are going to go to a World Series and win it, they have to win the division. I just don't think they're going to do it if they have to go through the wild card round. And then even in winning the wild card round, they got to play the Dodgers in the in the division series. That's going to be a very tough road to hoe. You don't want to deal with the Dodgers until the uh, NLCS and a seven-game series instead of a five-game series. So we'll see. But a uh, big series coming up in Oakland tonight for the Mets as it'll be as the uh, Braves and Phillies continue tonight in Philadelphia. All right, everybody have a, a great weekend. Enjoy it. Enjoy all the football. Enjoy all the baseball. Uh, we will talk to you, of course, on uh, Monday as we continue on with the Oda Payne podcast. Again, enjoy your weekend. God bless everybody. And as always, all the love.